Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 307. Sabrina Chap is the guest today, and we have something interesting I haven't tried before, and I'm really curious what you all think of this. Um, what we did, and uh, I asked Sabrina like at the last minute if she would be willing to do this, and she said yes. This is... Um, we're going to talk about the journey of one of her songs from um, demo to um, finished version. So what we're going to start with is her very original recording of this song called Make Me Famous, which is um, recorded on her iPhone right when she wrote it. Uh, and I think I'm just going to play a section of this um, because it's it's rough. It's when it first existed. And um, I think it might be fun just to hear a little piece of it. Then we'll talk about the song. And um, and then we'll play the finished version of the song from her album, Postcards from the Rearview Mirror, which you should purchase or at least stream somewhere so she can get that fraction of a cent per track. Um, the version on Bandcamp, though, as you probably heard in the main episode, I think we talked about it there. Maybe we're talking about it here. Um contains monologues in between the songs. So um, if you want the complete version of the album, you should definitely check it out on Bandcamp. I put links on the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. So here, let's just jump right in and listen to um, a segment of the demo version. Well, it's not even a demo. This is just basically an artist's note to herself. If if she uses these kind of recordings like I do, um, uh, if I write a song on the piano, um, I record it really quick. I, patrons, you probably have seen a lot of this stuff. I think I shared a lot of the versions of Go and different songs. Um, but one of the first things I do is like, oh, I have an idea. I don't want to forget it. So I record it on my iPhone. So I'm assuming that's what her process is like. I didn't ask her about that part of it. Uh, but, but whatever. This is an extremely rough version. First ever recording that I don't think she ever intended for anyone to hear. And I'm explaining this too much. Here is Make Me Famous Demo. Did I mention this was a demo? Yeah, I think I did. God damn your crooked little heart. God damn your crooked little heart. You want so much a pity. The girl we left behind before we burned into this goddamn city. You need is turn your heart. Your smile's almost mean You swagger through the neon Aching for the scenes Karaoke to fans Your whiskey wasted drinking Holding microphones like rosaries And all night you keep singing Make me famous Make me known Cause I can't make it in this world alone. Make me that was a demo version recorded on Sabrina's um, iPhone of the song Make Me Famous. Welcome back to this special bonus podcast, Sabrina Chap. Yay! <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys have listened to me fail. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I think that like is especially interesting. I think... One of the things that is cool about Patreon to me is this sort of like um, uh, revealing our process kind of thing, you know, like people who are interested in that. So I think it kind right. of, yeah. So that's why I'm super excited to talk about this song. And then at the end of our conversation, we'll listen to the finished version of the song. So 
where do we start? Like, do you, do you have a thought about what you want to say first about this? Oh, gee. I mean, I haven't really listened to it myself, but from what I heard, it sounds as bad as I thought it would. Um, basically, so I'm not a really great guitarist, and that is going to just ring so true uh, once I listen to this again. Uh, this one has a lot of bar chords. I remember always playing it on, and I think this is when I had just maybe written it, so I couldn't even really play the bar chords. It just sounds like shit. And... Um, I, I will say Make Me Famous was probably one of the hard, harder ones for me to write. Um, so it was one of those songs that was just in my head consistently. I don't know if in this track I finished all the lyrics. I think I might have. Um, but yeah, it was just a really, really hard song for me to get lyrically. And then even though it's actually an easy song to play on um, guitar, like it doesn't have a lot of chords. It's just my hands are not that strong so um yeah but I, I really love the song you know yeah um i have to say if you can play bar chords you're like already like well ahead of my skills on the guitar <laughs> i don't know if that makes you <laughs> feel any better but when i started yeah. learning guitar and i got to bar chords it's like nope that's it i'm playing the piano like that's yeah it that's hurts <laughs> yeah they're very hard to play and if you're listening and you don't know what a bar chord is you basically have to hold down a bunch of strings with your index finger usually right and then hold yeah, down other strings finger. With, oh, with your finger to oh it's terrible it's just painful <laughs> it's guitar torture. once you get it you're okay but um yeah i mean people people hearing how bad my guitar is on this will be like oh no no, no she really isn't that good on guitar <laughs> i'm but, not being falsely modest <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's like really interesting because of what we talked about in the main podcast where where you're um lacking skill or whatever you want to call it on guitar enabled you to write more authentic music. Did I, did I uh, put that correctly? Yeah. I mean, basically I actually started writing songs on guitar. So um, I was a big Ani DeFranco fan, huge mm -hmm. Ani DeFranco fan. So one of the first things I learned of hers was both hands. And as soon as I learned both hands, I, I, played a song on guitar. So actually writing songs on guitar, even I used to be better. Um, I was never great, but I used to be better because I was doing it a lot when I lived in Chicago. Um, like it just, that was when I just was writing songs from who I, who I was and emotionally, like what I was thinking and feeling. And so it sort of corresponded to that sort of truer nature. But also if like it's, because there is such a sound of like jokey vaudevillian songs on piano, I can I can replicate that sound so easily. I just got trapped in that sound. So I just I just needed to change the sound. And especially if you go to like electric guitar and you're thinking more sort of PJ Harvey songs, you're not gonna start writing joke songs. So you just have to dig into a different part of your consciousness. So um, changing the instrument was really important for me and to, to get to a rough part of myself, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I love that idea of some, uh, making an external change to kind of enable an internal one. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, really, it's really good because it, it's like anything else. Like if you walk home the same way every single day, you just don't see, you don't see what you're looking at. You're just sort of caught in a pattern. So if you go someplace, or like if you go to your instrument and your hands just go to the same place, um, the same stuff's gonna come out. So yeah, you just have to sometimes impair yourself or make yourself see it in a different way. 
Yeah, we had that experience the day that you and I met in the park to walk. I for mm-hmm. I've, I've been to the park hundreds of times, Prospect Park, but just around running the outside of the park, and once or twice gone like inside of the park park. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we're in this like that area. I don't know if you remember my amazement of like, when did they put all these composer statues here? <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even a- know that existed. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was. Uh, I mean. It's the kind of obvious result of walking to a new place, but like it's a place that I know like one portion of and it's, you know, it's super cool. I super know. Cool. And you just take a right down a street instead of a left and all of a sudden a whole new world is opened up to you. And, and, and that includes in yourself as well. You know, I mean, yeah. that's why traveling is so great is because you're forced to confront newness and then you're forced to confront yourself in some way. Mm. Ah, Yeah. So let's talk about the song, Make Me Famous. And uh, mm-hmm. if it's possible to do so, maybe we could talk like a, a, a little timeline about how it got from the version we heard at the beginning um, to the finished version. Maybe like, you know, the short five, 10 minute version of that. Sure. If I can even remember. I mean, I just know that I had the chords first and I'm not even sure where I got that little boo do 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 do. I just had this idea that it had to have this organ type thing. The biggest thing is, I mean, people have sort of have said it's a little bit of a cinematic album and I sort of wrote it in that way. I, it's sort of like an abstract telling of a queer cinematic heartbreak film. Mm. And for Make Me Famous, I just kept on thinking boys don't cry, especially, um, when she's in the karaoke bar and you know like I just sonically that's what I wanted to sort of capture is like this crappy karaoke bar Mm. and um you know we I had I had a lot of problems uh trying to find the right drums to fit it I finally got someone to program it um so it's programmed drums but that sort of actually works okay here because it should be like a shitty Casio like doom doom you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was just for me trying to create the mood, the mood of it, and I knew that guitar had to be on there, organ had to be on there. Um, getting the backing vocals really helped a lot. I got this wonderful uh, singer called Sarah Miller um, to do all the oohs and ahs on there, um, and just sort of create this like I don't know this sort of this track that you almost feel like you've heard before. So, and as you're saying this, did did you record everything, like the vocals and everything at home? Yeah, everything. Oh mm-hmm. Come on, that like, as you're adding layers, this is like, it's feeling very inspiring to me in a lot of ways. And one of the ways is that I hesitate to add those type of layers because like, oh God, how am I going to make that happen without going to a studio? You don't have to, you can record it at no. home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got my friend David Engelhart. At first, uh, we were trading. I was writing lyrics for him, and he was doing the drums. But then I ended, ended up paying him some stuff to just program the drums. I got this great bassist, Bobby. He recorded while sitting on my bed. Yeah, Everything was I, on my bed. And I, I know Bobby, yeah. by the way. I saw his name listen. I was like, oh, hey, it's Bobby. Yeah. Oh, Bobby saved this album. Bobby full-on, single-handedly saved this album because I had been working... I mean, there's there's a story I'll tell you off the podcast about it, but yeah, Bobby was integral to this. And I mean, his bass playing was so good, he's incredible to work with. But um, yeah, he was incredible. So he recorded Sitting on My Bed. Sarah was right next... Everything happened right in my bed and actually right where I'm sitting right now recording with you. Mm. Um, you know, it was that was it. It's just my bedroom. It all was recorded within probably about four feet of space, like a four square feet, like little... <laughs> Thing. Oh, so cool. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Ah, well, thanks for talking to me here and on the main podcast. Um, I'm really, thank you for sharing your um, imperfect demo. Like, I know it's not super easy, but I, I think it's very exciting to hear all of this stuff together. No, it's fine. I mean, I have again, I haven't listened to it beforehand, but like I do have a lot of iPhone memories where I'm actually trying to uh, sing a song or like write the lyrics and I'm like, do, 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 and it sounds awful. But like, that's what that's what we do. That's what any artist does is we're just awful and trying to search for the words. And um, so, yeah, I love rough drafts, too. And I like when people share it. So I'm happy to show my terrible rough draft with you. Uh, there's one last thing I want to throw out. Just in case, I don't know if you've heard this. Um, Peter Gabriel's So, I mean, you obviously probably heard that album. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a anniversary release of it, maybe 25, 30 year release of it, and in a mm-hmm. box set. And one of the CDs had, um, I can't remember what he called it, but with several songs, it's like um, one track that that evolves from a demo he recorded on a little crappy recorder into all the different versions of like, famous songs like In Your Eyes and Sledgehammer and all this stuff. And you could hear where it started and the various changes in it. It's really, mm. really cool to hear. Um, so yeah. it just remind, reminded me of that. Yeah, so. that's cool. I'll try and check it out. I, I, I love I love that type of stuff. And oftentimes I, I tend to like the ones that are more broken than the, the better produced ones. Same. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Uh, well, thanks for talking to me. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for your work. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. God damn your crooked little heart. You want so much a pity, the girl we left behind. When we burned into this goddamn city Your need has turned your heart Your smile's almost mean You swagger through the neon Aching for the sea It's karaoke to A.M.s Your whiskey wasted drinking like rosaries All night you keep singing Make me famous Make me know Cause I can't make it In this world all alone Make me famous Baby, please Because now nobody loves me Silent 